Hello, right. So this podcast is not going to run longer than an hour. Well, you know, we're going to do our best. This is First Thought, Boon Thought, episode 7. Episode 7 we're on now. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, I was saying to someone the other day, you really have to be in the right mindset for this, because you're on your own. And your brain needs to be firing on all cylinders, basically, like, because you can't just, um, you can't just wait for someone else to talk. And I don't have a list of things to talk about. I'm just, these ideas have to come from my own head and I have to, I have to just go with them. And you've, if you've listened to this, maybe you I don't know if you would have dived in at episode 7 um, but in the past I've gone down the wrong road uh, whether that is physically because I do go on walks in this or story wise um, and it's hard to get out of that um, that little rut and it can be um, I mean I'm not like it's not like I'm in the SAS or anything but it can be tough on the brain um, when you realise you've gone down the wrong road and you've just been talking for an hour and it's uh, turned out to be a load of bollocks but that is the nature of First Old Boon Thought and this old exercise we're doing um, but yeah, no, today we're going to try and keep it within the hour I think let me just check how windy this is. No, I think it's oh, it's getting kind of windy. That's just because we're in a tunnel at the moment. All right. Hopefully this is all right. I think this is capable. There's there are bits of wind that do pop up, but I think it's uh, it's workable. Um. Yeah, I did contemplate on recording it from inside today, but it's good to get out walking. It will start raining soon. But I think the the walk also um, keeps the imagination running. But I was just sat in my room. Because I do have a podcast set up there. I just sat in my room. It would be pretty uh, difficult to come up with new ideas I think and there'd be more distractions and I'd just get start doing something else probably um, but yeah Fridays we've got Fridays off and they do they just fly by w- wake up at a good time today half seven didn't get out of bed till ten I just started I don't know if other people experience this but I'm like, oh, brilliant, we're up at a good hour. And then you're like, you're almost applaud yourself that this success. And then you just think, oh, what can I do now? And then I just end up buying loads of stuff. I just kind of, I'd go on one website and then kind of buy something and then think, oh, that was easy. Well, what can I do now? And then before you know it, it's 10 o'clock. And you haven't had the success of getting up and at them early. You've spent two hours lying in bed. Although, that's stuff that I probably would have done not in bed. So, what does it matter? It doesn't make it any less productive just because I'm lying down doing it. Anyway, this is why these podcasts take forever. Let's crack on with stuff. Actually, no, I'll just explain what I bought. Bought some boxing gloves. I uh, bought a new bike wheel. I bought some... I bought some protein powder, some flax seeds, some chia seeds. So, uh, I got my trousers repaired. Yeah, it's been a productive day, actually. I'll take that back. I bought some... Did I say some denim shorts? Some denim shorts, Calvin Klein. Second hand, of course. Very, uh, very much uh, 
giving off army hammer and call me by your name vibes. I like it. Anyway, let's crack on with this, this week's story. Well, if you haven't listened before, the way this works, I have a magical wheel full of uh, full of film genres. I spin the wheel, and uh, that wheel reveals. Um, the genre of the week and what I do off we go and uh, we just just start talking and out of that a story emerges often we go down a difficult path and it could it's uh, it may not be something that the Hollywood people would be interested in purchasing but just on occasion I think some things I've come up with I'd say uh, yeah I was about to say Weinstein I was trying to think of a Hollywood producer that hasn't been disgraced there are loads but I can't think of any off the top of my head uh, that people know about what's um, Edgar Wright's producer Naira Park yeah they could uh they might want to purchase, want to buy up my one of my um, one of my ideas. Um, but so far, this podcast has all just been um, promoted through word of mouth. I uh, not on social media, so I'm just telling people about it. I have no idea how many people are listening, but it doesn't matter. We just keep doing it. We do it for a year anyway. One. We're going to be 52. Um, when we get to 52, uh, we'll have a little break. Um, that is the plan. So there are very few things that I've committed to for a year. I'm going to do that. Success in itself. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Let us... Let us spin the wheel. So the genres we have left are... Sci-fi, family adventure, tearjerker slash Oscar-worthy, rom-com, gangster, erotic thriller, road trip, musical, coming of age, indie slash mumblecore, and ghosts. Alright, here we go. Oh! So we've landed on tearjerker slash Oscar-worthy. Now, I mean... The difficult thing about this is, and I think when it comes to uh, resetting the wheel um, and putting all the genres back on there, is it's, it's not really a subject, it's a vague, like, idea. Um, like, last week we had vampires. That's easy. We think, what, we need to have a vampire in there. This week, tearjerker slash Oscar worthy, and you know there are certain types of films that are like that. Your um, could be about someone that's like got a disability or the Holocaust. Basically, bleak events um, could be about. Like a gay love story, they often win them. Um, people are going through tough times, basically. Um, what else kind of wins them? What one of this year? Oh, yes, yeah, so this year was Coda about a deaf person, but it was. They thought it was going to be The Power of the Dog um, about a, a gay child and person uh, grow up in. In the Wild West. Um, what else have we had in previous years? There's love and there's strife. And I'll tell you what it's not. It's not comedy. Um, I've just got a stone in my shoe. Right. The trouble is... With all these improvised stories, the first place my mind goes, uh, like, 
and with these yeah these hard-hitting stories they're tricky subjects to tread around and uh, when you're just spewing nonsense out of your gob it's it's not easy to tread lightly Um, and but let us think what could be Oscar worthy like um, well let's go with a story about the pillow man um, I've, I've got previous experience with stories about the pillow man a pillow man I don't know if there is one pillow man but it may even be a derogatory term actually but it's somebody with no arms and no legs and uh, I don't even know if it is a term or if I made it up but um, when I did drama at GCSE we had to write a little log book to say what we'd learned in each lesson and um, our drama teacher wasn't a great drama teacher ended up getting kicked out of the school for um, anger issues I believe I haven't named him so that's not libelous but I think that's the case um, so he said he need to write a log book but don't worry it doesn't always doesn't all need to be like exactly what we did you can make some stuff up and I didn't re- at the time I didn't realise I think that was just to cover up his poor teaching and to, so uh, he thought maybe we'd make stuff up to make it sound better than it was but um, I uh, I said in this in my logbook that uh, our teacher had a car accident on the way in so he would, couldn't make it and he lost both his arms and legs and uh, was referred to as the pillow man and so next time he came in he just had to be propped up on the chair um, and he couldn't really teach drama very well because you kind of movement's very important in drama but everyone just called him the pillow man and he couldn't really move about very well and uh so I put in my log book but that wasn't um, apparently that wasn't what they were looking for and I got told off for that so but you could have an emotional story about the pillow man a pillow man um, a man with no arms and no legs um, oh there's a lot of wind coming through this tunnel so and a lot of the time these kind of stories like uh, like say someone has a, dis- a disability it's like them overcoming that and doing something that they you know wouldn't be expected to do so um, yeah so just trying to think so this guy like you know the ele- there's the elephant man I'm not interested in the elephant man but he's born with like deformities of his head and he ends up I don't actually know what he ends up doing he's in a circus for a bit but does he end up doing something that a man with a big head shouldn't really be able to do maybe he falls in love I don't know should watch it um, well the pillow man there's a lot of things you wouldn't expect him to be able to do um, um, let's see what's his name he's called Greg um, it's called he is called Greg Waters Greg Waters Greg Waterstone this is so, I like I literally I'm looking at stones under my feet and I'm just walking next to a river have a little think where I got that name from Greg Waterstone he's our man and is he born like this that is the question or does he lose his limbs that'd be a vi- how would he lose his limbs 
Maybe he's born like that. Like like a thalidomide baby. Oh, we're on tricky ground there. Or maybe he loses his limbs. Oh, there we go. Alright, so Greg. He Right, so he loses his limbs trying to save someone that he loves. Um, okay, here we go. Alright, in my head I've got horse racing. So horse racing is the thing that comes to mind. And um, his brother... Right. Now, so his... His brother was like... He comes from a family of horse racers. Jockeys, as they call them. Horse jockeys. It's weird. There are only two things that, that a jockey does. There's disc jockeys and there's horse jockeys. What other jockeys are there? I don't know. And why is that? Is it because the jockey does it, the jockey is about riding? This jockey rides the discs. Horse jockey rides the horse. Anyway, so his family. It's geese again. Let's watch. See if they hiss at me. Oh my god, they're so angry geese. Like, how could you live like that, being on edge all the time? Hmm, alright. So, here comes from a family of horse riders. His older brother, his older brother, I was going to say Lucifer then. We can't have Lucifer. Lucian! We can't have Lucian. His older brother, Lucian was uh, destined to be a great horse rider. Um, and Greg always lived in his shadow because they were family of horse riders, so they kind of, they all were training horse riding. Um, Greg always lived in his shadow. And so they're like, how early can you get into that horse racing? They're like, so Greg is 13. Um, um, just nodded at someone on that houseboat then. A real affinity. Them. So Greg uh, is 13, his brother, what's his brother called, Lucian, is 15 and they enter horse races together and Greg always comes last, Lucian always wins and there's, there's some bitterness between them. But they kind of, they, they love each other but there's, he's just, he is jealous and uh, he gets all this praise after and there's a scene where everyone's hugging every, um, Lucian, he's lifting up a trophy and uh, one of the characters is just like, um, so like says, um, just like not knowing that they're brothers is like, ah, oh, if only we could be that good, eh? And then um, Greg's just like, oh, fuck's sake. So he like looks away. Um, but then, da da da. Um, Lucian gets pretty arrogant and taken away with the success. He's sixteen. He is the horse jockey of the, you know. Should we say there in? Well, I mean, Ireland is where might all the horse jockeys come from. Um, 
I'm just trying to think where would being a jockey be something that people love like if there was a if there was like the champion jockey in the school I can't imagine uh, people were swooning over them in my school anyway like people swoon over people who are like the elite of a certain sport but like champion jockey I don't know um, but anyway they're in the story they are oof bloody hell pigeon flew out from under the so everyone's swooning over his brother Lucian and Greg's Greg is um, kind of jealous Lucian starts even seeing this girl that Greg fancies and she's called Patricia um, and Lucian and she kind of comes around to their house Lucian's you know they're going out and doing all the things people going out oh my god oh there's a dead rat in the road and it's got shit coming out of his ass disgusting um Ooh, that's awful. So he's jealous. A lot of these stories are involve jealousy. It's just an easy emotion to work with, isn't it? So I mean everybody's felt sometime in their life. They're from family affairs. Anyway, in the in the future people will do essays on this whole collection. Um, and the themes and patterns and the way my mind works. They will, they will do that. Mark my words. And if you are doing an essay on this in a hundred years, thanks, you know. And you want to interview me? I'm dead, so you can't. Although, will I be in a hundred years? Either I'm dead or the planet will be dead. That was bleak. Anyway, let's not let's get back on track. Um, so where are we? Um, so Lucian's going out with Patricia. Think it'd be fancy, sir. Um, Greg Waterstone, fancy, sir. Right, let's cut to the chase. So we need him to turn into the Pillow Man. It's not a superhero. Next time we do the genres, we need to have superhero in there. Superhero stories, easy. Um, I'm just trying to think. It's time to turn around. Yeah, and 25 minutes. Wait till we get to 30 minutes, and then we'll turn around. Um, so loose. Lucian has been all arrogant. Actually, he's going out, Patricia. He's sleeping with other people as well. And Greg does not like that because he's not treating Patricia how he would treat her. Um, uh, and there's even a scene where he could tell Patricia. Patricia comes to him. I say, I've got feeling that um, Lucian is, uh, you know, sleeping around, and he, Greg really wants to tell her but he doesn't because he's loyal to his brother and then what happens Lucian is showing off right so he's yeah alright so it's win. It's cold winter in uh, Ireland um, and Lucian is showing off on his horse um, and uh, right, Lucian is snowy. There's snow everywhere, right? Uh, Lucian is showing off on his horse, and um, and he like he's like um, he's standing up on the back of the horse. The horse is riding along, and then. Gets um, 
what happens is he gets thrown off, he lands in the snow. This snow is like five feet deep. And he lands in the snow and he kind of gets swallowed up. And uh, Patricia's there, but she kind of just stands there in shock. She's like, oh my God. And she doesn't do anything. Um, but uh, Greg's like, oh my God, I've got... He's like, oh no. Um, wait, there's, I'm trying to think. So we're not in Northern Ireland, we're in the Republic of Ireland. Northern Ireland is like, hello, no, hello there, hello. Her neighbor, that's Northern Ireland, her neighbor in Kai. <laughs> this is, uh, that was very bad, Republic of Ireland. Hello, well, I've, I've got to save my brother. I've got to save my brother. Oh my God, I've got to save my brother. And then she's like, oh my God, don't you go on, go in there. And he's like, I've got to save my brother. And he's like swallowed up. And so, and, uh, so Greg, he dives into the snow to try and find his brother who's been, he's sunk very deep into it. And he's like arms deep, but he's freezing. It's shivering out there. It's not, he's shivering. It's, it's bitterly cold out there and he's like he's digging he's digging and he's up to, he takes he um actually he doesn't fall into the snow he falls into a bloody lake that's what happens and so he's Greg is in the lake and he's um he's in all his um jockey gear and he's in there and um and Lucian and Greg dives in to save Lucian and he takes all his kit off first obviously and he dives in and then he he, he, he drags him out he tows him to the edge he, he pulls him out and then he's lying on the edge of the water and he's, he's bitterly cold he's bitterly cold and Patricia she's just like what, what do I want what do I want you to do I don't know what to do. And um, and Lucian is gasping for breath and he kind of, he, he, he survives. Um, but, uh, and um, the uh, Patricia, she calls an ambulance. Um, Actually, so, yeah, he survives, but um, it's not so easy for Greg to get out of the lake, and he's struggling to get out of the lake, so he's very cold, he's very cold, and they call an ambulance, but what happens is, the ambulance, they come to, uh, they come to, um, what's his name, thing of me, Lucian first, and they but they take a long time they're in the arse end of nowhere and they take a long time they come to him first and they wrap him in a foil blanket and then they're like oh look there's someone else there's greg there's someone else but they're, they're well they recognize because they're horse jockey fans they're jockey fans horse race fans as well so they recognize our man lucian like quick get get give him two foil blankets and then um and then they get to Greg and they're like, oh no, there's another one. He's really cold as well. Oh shit, we've run out of foil blankets. You hold on, we'll call another ambulance, get some more foil blankets. And Greg is just shivering, shivering. And by the time they get him into the hospital, he's got frostbite, his arms and legs. And his, um, his arms and legs, have gone black. You can't feel them. It happens. It happens very quickly in this instance. And uh, his, uh, yeah, yeah, he's got frostbite. His arms and legs have gone black. And uh, Greg, no, Lucian. Meanwhile, makes a full recovery. Uh, and uh, the doctors come in and they say to say to Greg. I'm sorry, you've got a frostbite. Um, no, the Irish. I say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mate. 
you've uh, got frostbite. And, you, and he's like, oh, what? What, is the, what does frostbite mean? Well, you know your arms and your legs. Um, well, they've got to come off. And he says, oh, forever? And he said, well, well yes. There's, well, there's currently no replacement surgery. You can't have, like maybe, maybe someday in the future, there'll be like an arm replacement surgery. But for now, it's, uh, yeah, it's off for them, for you, for you. No arms, no legs for you. For you you will, will be a pillow man. He said, a what? How'd be a what? He says, Greg, lying in his hospital bed, shocked. I'm going to be a pillow man? Yes, yes, that's, uh, you know, you just be all body. You'll, uh, it's, it's, we, we just couldn't get you in time. It's, 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 uh, it's real bad luck, actually. Like, usually we have a lot more than two foil blankets uh, in, in the ambulance, but uh, it was, uh, you know, it's the marathon this weekend, actually. And so, um, with all our foil blankets at the marathon, is, uh, you know, when people get to the end of the marathon, they uh, need to be wrapped up or warm. Um, and so, um, it's just very unfortunate you had to stand, uh, sit out there in the cold. But uh, I'm sure your brother's very grateful because he wouldn't, he wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for you. And uh, Greg's like, oh, well, oh, well, that's, that's pretty bad news. No, no, it's, it's, the doctor said, oh no, it's actually, it's lovely, like your brother, he can keep on racing. And he's, but, but I've got no arms and no legs. And he's like, yes, yes, that's, that is, that's not great for you. It's not great, but, like, you will be a pillow man. And, uh. There are not many of them around. It's nice to be unique. And Greg said, I, I, just, I just can't really see the good side. And he's like, well, you'll come around to it. So um, Greg's pretty devastated. He's lost his arms and his legs saving his brother. He is now a pillow man. And um, he, how does he even get around being a pillow man? Like, is this set in the present day? Yeah, let's say it's set in the present day. By the way, I've turned around on my walk now, just so you know. So, we've got to the half an hour mark. So I've kind of set myself a limit, you know. We have to finish. So, um, I'm quite happy with those Irish accents. It kind of slipped into that quite well. I know that there's a whole broad range of Republic of Ireland accent, but I think mine has taken inspiration from uh, normal people. You know, Marianne, I love you. That kind of stuff. Um, right. So, the jockey, so now he's lost his arms and legs and he's a pillow man. And this is set in the present day. I don't know how uh, he's meant to get around. Like, maybe he's in a wheelchair and they've got... Could he do stuff with his mouth? Could he control things with his mouth? Um, maybe like voice acts, but he has to use voice. He has to use voice control. He has to go like forward, 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 left, left, right, down, hello, um, to his machine. That that sounds that's difficult, but life's difficult as a pillow man, and he needs constant care though to go to the toilet and things like that. Um, so it's difficult, but his brain works fine. But so the next few years, next year, let's say, he's pretty depressed. He um, he's got care, and they. Um, they like get him out of bed and they prop him in front of the TV. But he, his 
pretty depressed. Like, how can you do exercise as a pillow man? Is this even, probably not even that nice at all. Anyway, term pillow man is relevant within this story. Um, so, what could you do, tongue push-ups? No. You could like do crunches, kind of, maybe. You could do crunches. If you could pin down, if you pin down like the back, like the lower back, you could do crunches, perhaps. You could get really ripped, actually, in the, uh, like really ripped abs, maybe. Yeah. Um, so. But he's like, because he was like, he loved horse racing as well. And so he's just sat there and he's watching horse racing on TV and he's getting really depressed. Uh, he kind of, he's just sat at home. And actually, he did go to school, but he sat at the back of the class and he's kind of seeing all the love that Lucian's getting still. And Lucian is, uh, you know, he's grateful, but he's not giving him the care that he needs. He's not like sacrificing anything. He's not that grateful, really. Well, he is grateful. He's like, oh, cheers, brother. You saved my life. And then he just goes back to normal. And uh, and then Greg is actually, everyone keeps saying, oh, it's really great that you uh, sacrifice your arms and legs for your brother. It's great, great that your brother's still with us. And uh, everyone's really focusing on the fact that his brother's still around and he's, you know, but he's lost his arms and legs. Um, and uh, so he's watching horse racing one day and he just hears them all. So he thinks, thinks horse racing's over for him. He thinks horse racing's over. And then he he's watching one day and he hears just like um, someone, the commentator be like, the commentator be like, oh, we've got a new entrant this year. And he's the, the lightest person ever in, in the horse racing. And he's, he's like, he's, so light um, and uh, so a man so Greg is like is horse racing over for me and so he sat there and he's just thinking could I could I he just, he's, he's watched his brother, actually, and he goes, oh my god, I'm back on that, I forgot about that dead rat, I'm back at that rat. That is the most mangled, disgusting thing. Ugh. I don't even know if I should take a picture. No. Right. He's like, ah. Oh. He's sat there watching his brother racing, his brother's still doing really well. And he's like, he's like, he says to his mum, he says, mum, why can't Why does this happen to happen to me? Why? Why couldn't it happen to, to, to him? He's had a brilliant life. I've got so much ahead of me. And his mum's like... It's like, don't say such things, Greg. You both deserve to live. And a lovely life. And it is a fortunate shame this happened to you, but... Don't, no, don't wish that upon your brother. And so he's like, he's like, I need to get back on the horse. He's like, you can't get back on a horse. How will you ever hold on? And he's like, I'm getting back on the horse, mother. Get me back on the horse. And he's, so, he's, he uh, 
yeah, he needs to get back on the horse, basically. And so he goes back to the, the training ground that he trained at when he was younger. Um, so years passed by. Let's say he's maybe two years. He's 16 now as well. I don't know what the rules are in um, horse racing as to like how young or small you have to be to enter an adult's race. Because obviously the lightest horse jockey is obviously, no, well, there's, there's skill to it as well, but being light is helpful. That's why they're all short. Um, anyway, let's turn a blind eye to rules and stuff for this this story and he goes back alright so his mum's like no you can't get back on the horse but I forgot to include this alright so he's got this inspirational teacher that he um, that he had when he was younger and this is this woman kind of all potential in him. Um, and kind of could see the potential in him. Always try to encourage him not to give up just because his brother's really good. Always try to encourage him to keep at it. So. Yeah, so he, he, he dials her number, so he punches the number in with his tongue on his phone. And then phones up this old teacher and he says, and she's called, she's called Marianne, let's call her Marianne. She's called Marianne. I need to get back on the horse. And she's like, she's like, Greg? Greg, didn't you lose your arms and your legs? And she's like, he says, yes, Marianne, but you saw something in me. You saw something in me. And with, and passing geese again. Why can't I just... Geese! So scary. One day they're going to attack me. And it will all be recorded on this podcast. And I'd like it played at my funeral. Yeah, I didn't tell they were going to kill me. Anyway. So. Uh, she's like, Mar- didn't you lose your arms and your legs? She goes, yes, but you saw something in me. that I don't think arms and legs are necessary for... I don't think arms and legs are necessary for me to fulfill my potential. And she's like, well, well, I, I thought they might be. And he's like, Marianne, you saw something in me. And I think it's deep down in me. And she should this become from him? Usually it would be coming from Marianne. All right, no, we'll scratch that, scratch that. He gets a call one day, and it's from Marianne. And she's like, you haven't been coming, you haven't been coming to training. What's up with that? And he's like, he's like, Marianne, didn't you know I've, I've lost my arms and my legs? I'm a pillow man. She's like, yes, I knew you lost your arms and your legs. But I've told you many times, there's something in you. There's something in you that should be, that comes alive when you're on a horse. And Greg's like, but you know, it's, it's pretty, I, I, I just, I don't know if, I can't ride a horse. I've got no arms and no legs. It's they're really important. She's like, no, you will never be alive if you are not upon that horse. Oh, some chicks with the geese. Lovely. 
I wonder how much they'd hiss if I kicked them. That was bad. That was a dark thought. And I would never do that, but... They hiss at me when I don't even... They've got no chicks about. Anyway, I love chicks. And geese. Um, right. Um, I was in the middle of something and then I got carried away with those thoughts. So, she's like, no, you should be on a horse. And he's like, I can't. I can't ride a horse. And uh, she's like, you will be at training next week where I'm coming to get you. And then he, so next week comes along, he doesn't come to training, completely forgets about it. The knock on the door, it's Marianne. She's like, I told you I'd be here. I told you I'd come to get you. He's like, I can't ride a horse because don't worry. I've found a way. And so, he, um, um, she picks him up, puts her in, him in the car, takes him to training. And he gets to training and she has developed some sort of system um, this little thing to strap him into that's like goes into the stirrups it's like little stilts to add on to the end of his body and they go into the stirrups basically prosthetic legs prosthetic legs rims um, and then with um, with and she's like, look, sit up there. You have the abs of steel. Because he's been working out, actually, just for something to do. Doing those crunches that I mentioned earlier. And those abs are going to keep him balanced. Um, so he sits up. And he puts the reins in his mouth. Um, uh, she puts the reins in his mouth and then she's like now canter oh no it trots first isn't it trot is first so she's like now we must trot trot along go on and so he trots and uh, he kind of he trots along and he's in his little system and he's got the reins in his mouth and he falls off onto the hard ground and he lays there he lays there and he's like he's winded and he's like, I can't. He's like, Marianne, I, I can't. You can't do this. Look, I'm not. I was meant to be on a horse, but now I'm not. That's the end. She's like, do you give up as soon as you fall off the horse? No, you get back on that horse. And so he, uh, so she's like, oh, God. He's like, okay, all right, I'm getting back on the horse. So she lifts him up again, and he he um, puts the reins in his mouth, trots along, and he trots for a bit longer this time. And she's and she's like, "Go on, yes, yes!" And he's trotting along, and he falls off again. And she's like, "You're doing it. You're getting better. You get in there." And then uh, she lifts him back up, and then he trots again. And then, he, and then next thing you know, he's bursting into a gallop. He's galloping along, he's got the reins in his mouth and he's got his little feet in his, not his feet, 
he's strapped into these little stirrup things and he's uh, he's going he's galloping around this little grassy not grassy no they, they have little dirt what do you call it a pen when you do horse riding I did horse riding when I was younger for a few weeks um, I was very impatient though. I wanted to gallop and I had arms and legs so he's Greg is galloping he's got the reins in his mouth and he's like whipping he's going and he's whipping them and he's galloping and then uh, and then uh, she's like go on yes yes and then he he's like slows down and then he starts to trot and then he's basically he's he's doing amazing and uh, so he's kind of got up to that level and uh Meanwhile, and so his next thing you know, his brother turns up at the stables and kind of laughs at him. She's like, he's like, Greg, you can't go on a horse with no arms and legs. Come on, what are you doing? You look like a fool. And Greg's like, Greg, it hits him. And it doesn't feel good. He kind of stops. He kind of goes, slows down to a little trot again. And then Marianne's like, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. And Greta's, what's his name? Lucian's got like a big um, trophy. He said, don't listen to him. You'll be having bigger trophies than that in, in no time. And then... Um, we get to a montage and uh, we get to a montage of um, our man Greg he's, uh, he's galloping around this the little pen then he's doing little jumps he's doing jumps and stuff and but meanwhile um, Lucian is uh, winning things um, but the thing is, all right, and so um, Greg starts entering races for himself, and he's got a little advantage because he's got no arms and legs. He's so light, and uh, some of the other competitors aren't very happy actually because because he's so light, they don't think it's fair. Um, but there's nothing in the rule book about having no arms and no legs. Um, I haven't checked the rule book, but that's what that's what they say. Um, so Greg starts winning these small races, montage, montage, and we're using this montage because we're running out of time in this film. Um, so we've got that and he's building it up and he's getting really good and then next thing you know they're both at the Grand National and the favourite to win is obviously Lucian he's just there so we're this, there's two years different so now what's his name so Lucian is 20 and uh our other guy is 18. Uh, Greg is 18. So we're at the Grand National and the commentator's saying, well, the, of course, the uh, favourite to win on today is, is, um, is Lucian on his horse. Um, uh, his horse has smack bottom. His course, smack bottom, uh, and uh, and uh, but the uh, least favourite to win today. And if you've got your bets on him, good luck to you. It's uh, 
it's our man, his younger brother, who, with no arms and no legs, who, if you ask me, should not even be competing at all, but did, he had lost those arms and legs, saving his brother, saving his brother in a, in a, in a, from a lake, and he got frostbite. That's, that's how he lost them, but now he's competing. And he, he races with his reins in his mouth. Would you believe that? So now, but he's the least favorite and he's still riding on his horse, rock bottom. Um, because I guess he was at rock bottom at one point. And so they're in the Grand National. And, uh, and they're off. And then so they race. And of course, um, Uh, so Lucian takes the lead um, and uh, our man is a bit behind uh, Greg is a bit behind and um, he's you know going for it but he's going for it and, and Lucian is in the lead in the lead but Greg's coming up coming up behind Got a goose back in the path again. Bloody hell! Every time I pass a goose, um, so. Do you know where the Victoria Warehouse is? Uh, yeah. So if you go back up this, um, up the steps just on the left here. Yeah. Um, it is kind of just over the road in that direction. Yeah. So just that there's the steps just on the left up here, and then it's kind of just in that direction. Just cross over like the roundabout, the main road. It's just there. Try to edit that out. I don't know. Nah. Uh, I've had a. So, where have we got to? In the Grand National. So, I think... We should have a bit... Right. So there's a race before... Yes, let's do that. There's a race before that Greg, like a smaller race, Greg has beaten Lucian. And Lucian loses his shit actually because he's like this is like the be all and end all this is like his life but what Greg has realised is there's more to life than horse racing actually and he's still happy he's quite content um And uh, so he's quite content. So that's, yeah, this is what, so the, basically the message is that winning is not important. So, all right, so there's a smaller race before the Grand National that they're competing against each other in. Greg beats Lucian. Lucian loses his shit and just like, has a bit of a breakdown and just kind of cries and just is quite disastrous. And so, he like puts all his training into the Grand National again. They've fallen out as brothers. They just don't see eye to eye anymore. And uh, Greg, so they're now they're competing in the Grand National. All right, so Lucian's winning. Greg is coming up around the outside, and they look eye to eye. And then they're just coming up to the final hurdle. And then Greg just slows down. He's got this look in his eyes and then he just kind of, he sees the pain. He sees the pain in Lucian's eyes and like the determination, the desperation and the grief and the guilt. And Greg just slows down. 
and he comes second and he could have easily overtaken him but he's just slowed down and he came second and the, the commentators are they saw what happened they, they're all like oh my god he slowed down he, he had him please slow down what's going on and um, Greg's like well no Lucian um, there's like clips there's like a shot of Lucian like being surrounded everyone is lifting the trophy everyone's surrounded but there's he knows that he didn't win that he knows and then he he kind of trots on over on his horse to Greg and he says thank you and he said for what because for everything I I don't think I'd be here if it wasn't for you for that for life for being my brother oh and that's the tearjerker moment there we go there's the tearjerker moment I don't know if it's Oscar worthy but it's tearjerkery and then it's just beautiful and if they could hug they would um, he um, hugs him let's say yeah Lucian hugs Greg and Greg is like puts his shoulder, neck on his shoulder, his chin on his shoulder so it's like a kind of hug and uh, oh it's beautiful and then they have lunch together and uh, he's just very grateful because Lucian realised what Greg had done and he remembers that he'd never been that grateful for him saving his life back then uh, and it's a beautiful moment and and then kind of the finale the ending shot is them having lunch together and um, Greg is propped up on a chair and he is drinking out of the trophy. Um, like he's like sipping out of it. They filled it with champagne and Greg is drinking from it. Um, and they're kind of, they're getting on again as brothers. And it's, it's pretty beautiful. Um, yeah, I think we're onto something there. That's what I say at the end of everyone, but that is something. Um, like, there's a few kind of, uh, um, being, uh, what's it called? Creative licensing used. Bits of creative licensing used. But, um, yeah, there could be something in that. Like, I don't know if you could build uh, at some sort of stirrup system to prop someone up if they've got arms and no arms and no legs, but it made for a beautiful film. And I'm, I'm glad we, I think it was good to have ended not on Greg winning, but in letting his brother win because his brother needed it. And that was what caused his brother to realise how grateful he needed to be. He might have continued being spiteful if if he hadn't if uh, Greg had beaten him, but he didn't. So there we go. All right, and I've kept it down to yeah, an hour and five and four at this minute. This uh, minute, now he's come with a title ride. So I'm riding, like riding free, or riding high. Could be a stoner horse jockey, maybe called riding high. Um, riding life, the ride of life. Um, ride of a lifetime. Look at the ride of a lifetime. 
the ride of your life. How can we pillow? The ride of your life. Oh, wow. The ride. Let's call it the ride of a lifetime. The ride of a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go for the ride of a lifetime. There we go. And that is First Thought, Boom Thought, episode six. Uh, concluding the ride of a lifetime. Oh, but it's, I think there was tear jerk. There's tear jerk in there. Is it Oscar worthy? Mm, it's always hard to tell, but you know, it's not bad. All right. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you've made it through, and uh, see you next week. First thought, boot up. Bye bye.